Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 3, episode 315 of this daily study session podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today as we take a pause from our Come Follow Me materials as we do, generally do on a Monday. Um, we obviously have our listener comments usually, you don't have any, many of those this week at all. Um, usually if you uh, want to share a comment on what you've studied or some feedback on the podcast or just anything really about what we've studied or, in, or anything that you've studied that has nothing to do with the Come Follow Me study, um, I'd love to hear it and uh, be able to learn from you guys as well. That's partly why I started uh, the um, Church of Jesus, Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. It's a study session to learn together. So Anything you learn from the Come Follow Me study or anything else that you've studied that you've come across, I'd love to hear from my, from you. You can share it on the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. Um, or you can also email ldsstudysession at gmail.com. Um, so for this week, uh, I'm going to share something that I've been studying. And it's actually a BYU talk that was given a few weeks ago uh, by Rebecca L. Craven, who is the second counsellor in the Young Women General Presidency uh, of the church. Uh, and is a talk entitled The Dignity and Demeanour of Discipleship. I love some alliteration I do, uh, so that was a a very nice uh, title, I thought. But I listened to this um, address and I thought it was fantastic. Uh, And she speaks about a number of factors or a number of areas as disciples of Christ that we should be refined in, that we need to stand out in. Um, And in fact, uh, she she shares an experience at the beginning of the uh, address where she and her husband had an experience in Central America. She says, quote, One afternoon while eating lunch in a small cafe, we noticed a family sitting at a table close to us. They were unlike other families we had seen and met during our trip. I whispered to Ron, I think that family over there are members of the church. He glanced over at them and replied, I think you're right. We loitered at our table long after our food was gone, waiting until the family was finished with their lunch so that we could talk, talk with them. We were spot on. They did indeed belong to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. What gave it away? Several things, actually. It was their outward behaviour and mannerisms, the way they were dressed, the orange fanta they drank with lunch, the language they used, or maybe it was the lack of coarse language that that is so prevalent in today's world. It was their countenance. It was the spirits they exuded. It was obvious. And they just couldn't help spilling their gospel light all over the cafe. Close quote. Now, I particularly um, resonated with this because around about a year and a bit ago, uh, my my family and I were in a in a cafe or a restaurant, or we were out eating out um, as we get to do occasionally. It's quite nice, and um, we had a similar experience. Actually, we kind of noticed this family sitting a number of tables away, um, and it was a larger family. Um, and they again, all the things that uh, Sister Craven points out about the way they were dressed, the way that they were behaving with each other, the way they were, the what they were drinking, um, and also like the language or, you know, the language they weren't using is perhaps the phrase that's better. Um, it, it was something we thought, oh, I wonder if they're members. Um, and it was not in the, the, the city that we live. It was, a, you know, about 10 or 15 miles away or so. Uh, and indeed, you know, uh, we noticed towards the end that, um, one of the individual, one of the individuals in the family was wearing a T-shirt, which was uh, linked with um, a like kind of a church um, convention, an FSY, uh, and so it was like, ah, right, yeah, they're, they're members. Um, but uh, it, it's funny that we had that same experience as well. And so she speaks about um, how these areas or these things should make us stand out um, 
amongst the world. Um, she talks about dignity and demeanour of discipleship uh, and why this is so important, actually. Um, she says, quote, we, too, we are heirs of, to a kingdom, the kingdom of God. Knowing who we are gives us a vision of what we can become. When we remember this important truth about ourselves, it dictates our thoughts and actions. Shouldn't knowing that divinity dwells within us be reflected in our daily walk, talk and countenance? Because when we know who we are, we act differently. Close quote. I really liked that, that reminder that we are of divine heritage. We are not just... Um, individuals in this world a small speck of existence or a small small speck in this reality uh, in the universe we are we are from uh, we and we we come from um, a divine heritage we have a heavenly father and a heavenly mother who love us dearly and who want us to become ultimately like them and have the great blessings as they do doesn't any good parents want that for their children um, and i think that that is an important reminder uh, to us so then after framing this and um, making it clear why this is important to understand, why this dignity and demeanor of discipleship is important, um, Sister Craven then talks about a few few things that stand out, such as our language. Um, she said, uh, she shared a quote from a 16th century English poet called Ben Johnson, who said, quote, language most shows a man, speak that I may see thee. It springs out of the most retired and inmost parts of us and is the image of the parents of it, the mind. No glass renders a man's form or likeness so true as his speech, close quote. I really liked that. And it's obviously not necessarily just, you know, the way we speak in prepared notes or, or thoughts that we've given. It's in the day-to-day -day interactions, the way we speak to individuals. And some would say probably the way that we speak to our families is probably the most true reflection of what individual we are. If, you know, I think it's easy for individuals to try and speak correctly and speak the right way to colleagues at work or people at church, because in those settings, you know, our image to the outside world is important to us perhaps and maybe we want people to think that we are saying and doing the right things but in our own homes that is where we're probably the most true person that we are and so is our language that we use at home the way we speak to our loved ones um in keeping with um the the love and the care and the demeanor that our savior would have us do um she goes on in quite some detail about coarse language, about taking the Lord's name in vain and about, you know, the need to to lovingly speak to uh, to each other um, and how things like sarcasm at times and things like that is um, something which we need to be careful with. In fact, I'll share the bit she says about sarcasm. She says, quote, sarcastic comments are typically intended to be funny, but they can often un inflict unseen wounds. Regardless of the intent, sarcastic remarks can pierce the soul like daggers. Perhaps this is because such comments are usually rolled around elements of truth. This is particularly the case among family members whom we know well enough to make our sarcastic remarks to them very personal. What might seem comical to one person might be embarrassing or demeaning to another. Close quote. And she actually, I mean, it's not in the um, the text of her, her talk, but Sister Craven mentioned about how at times, you know, she, she herself has used sarcastic remarks. Um, and, you know, it's something which is very easy to... Um, be um, lax with. Um, again, um, she shares another experience about how um, 
she raised her voice to one of her children. And actually, I'm noticing now that this is probably going to take me the whole um, episode there, speaking about this one aspect. Uh, but um, I think it's well worth speaking about because it was very important. Um, she says, quote, I remember a particular experience of yelling at her children when they broke a favourite glass snow globe my husband had given to me. Although I was careful not to use any demeaning words to them, the decibels of my outburst were deafening. That was more than 30 years ago, but the looks on their little faces still haunt me, as well as the feelings of shame that overtook me due to my impulsive behaviour and the immediate withdrawal of the spirit. I wish I had responded with that soft answer which turneth away wrath. Close quote. I think we uh, often forget as, you know, the adults, perhaps in the conversations that we have with our children, that we have a great influence and um, direct impact on how the conversation goes. Because if we respond with harshness or with demeaning words, or perhaps if we're not using demeaning words with raised voices, we are often kindling a fire which will lead to more contention. But if we can manage to use that soft voice, that loving um, cons and considered response, then very often the interactions in our home will de-escalate de very quickly. But of course, in the moment, that is very, very difficult to do. Um, but well worth thinking about. I may actually share the rest of this um, address next Monday because we are now in our 10th minute. And so thank you very much for listening. And I'll share the, uh, the link to this uh, address on the Facebook group. It's a really good one. And I recommend if you get the chance to either have a read of it or listen to it, um, then it'd be great. Thank you very much for joining us today. And uh, until we meet again.